One of the most common executor SQL in basics is called the shared iterations. Here you can see that while the browser has launched, the protocol is also doing something. So this should simulate scenario where you have a lot of other users hitting the same protocol. The browser module, so we've actually introduced um, asynchronous operations because I think if we're working with the browser, there will be um, methods that will take a longer time. So it makes sense to introduce the asynchronous um, operation. So we need to have, have the um, keyword async. And then the first thing that we need is we probably have to um, visit the page. So we can declare a new variable page and using the browser um, module that I imported at the top, we can do browser that new page. This should create a new page. And then if we want to visit the page, uh, we need to wait for that operation. And let's just say I want to visit the same um, endpoint here. And just to make the demo really simple, I'll just close. Or maybe, actually, maybe I can do some, mm, some interactions, okay? But I, I'd have to share that screen as well. So if we go to test.k6.io, um, I think this is, yeah, this is the most common um, one that we have as part of our demo. So I can just replace um, that one. And what we can do is oh, we can simulate um, a simple login functionality. And you want to basically check what the experience is, what are the web vital metrics after your user performed. Um, the login page. So to do that, uh, we need to find the locators here. Um, okay, so I can see name login there. Um, where's my, there you go. So you can already see that this is quite familiar if you have been using uh, Playwright. So I think the locator was that. Okay, input name login. And then what you can do is you can type um, the username password. In this case, we're just gonna use the available here. And the other field is name password. Okay, so I can just copy this selector oh. and change this to password and i believe it's one two three okay and then we also have to click the submit button so the selector for that is input type submit okay Hey everyone, just want to take a quick moment for some awesome news. So we have a bunch of legacy SauceLab swag remaining and we're trying to give it out. So if you want some SauceLab swag, what you have to do is subscribe to the YouTube channel and comment down in this video below. And every single week, I'm going to pick my favorite comment out of the lineup and I'll contact you and I'll send you some awesome hot sauce, socks, t-shirts, and maybe some more. All right, back to the program. So you can see that if you're if you're using Playwright, then getting started with K6 browser module um, 
wouldn't be difficult. Although having said that, most of the APIs from, from Playwright, we still haven't 100% supported it. So we're still um, working out which are the high priority from our users, which are the most requested. So we're slowly building up the API coverage. But for the most part, you can, um, you can do most of the uh, interactions already. So because clicking the um, clicking the um, submit button, this will um, do some um, some operations. So we have to wait for, I guess, the navigation to complete. So what you can do to make sure that your test is as robust is you can wait for the page navigation. Um, if you're using Playwright, every method is using async await. But as I said a while ago, we're still in the middle of transi tr uh, transitioning our operations to using async and await keywords. So some of the um, methods that you're going to see here, um, it's not using the async and await keyword. So what we can do is we can wait for um, two operations to finish. We can wait for the submit operation to finish, as well as the page navigation, because there's two events that we need to wait on. So I think I can use this. And then the first one is, um, oh. so I have to wait for the page to complete navigation. I think it's this one. And Okay, I think this one I can assign to a variable um, submit button. And I also want to wait for the submit button click event. And in here, I can add the await keyword because um, this page.locator.click is now using async await, but I don't think page.wait for navigation isn't. That's why I've combined um, promise and await keyword. Um, I think that should be it. I should really add the check, but um, we can we can just look at the demo. So um, once you've done that, so one of the things that you have to do is you have to um, set up your options for the browser test. So what you can do is um, we can define a scenario for the browser because we have two functions here, one for the browser and one for the protocol. So in K6World, uh, maybe I can remove this. So we have this concept of scenarios where um, you can execute um, two functions simultaneously. So we'll have a scenario name, let's just say um, UI, and this will have, um, I think it's an executor. So I'm 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 introducing some new concepts here, but if you read our K, our K6 documentations, in order to use um, the browser test, there is a boilerplate uh, code that you have to set up. We are thinking of improving this in the future, but for now, you need to provide an executor and a sample executor in K6 is a constant. VU executor. So this just means that we're going to introduce a constant amount of uh, virtual user. Um, but for now, I'm just going to leave it to the default, which is one virtual user. And then we also have to provide um, the options for this. So we want to run it um, 
in a Chromium-based browser. So uh, to do that, we just need to type the browser, and I think it's this format. We'll find out if I run this test if it's correct. Um, and then the second one is we can specify um, the options for protocol. So let me just put protocol here. Um, let me just, I think I can just copy the same executor here. Okay. Okay. Yep, I'll just use the same executor. So I can just copy that. But then we can um, increase the numbers like how we saw a while ago. So let's say we want 20 virtual user. And then let's say the duration is, uh, let's say, 30 seconds. Okay, so now you have these two scenarios. But in order for K6 to know which, which scenarios to execute, you have to um, provide the um, the function name. So for the UI, let's say I want to execute. So it's exec and then the name, which is browser. So this is the name of our, actually it's browser test, not browser. And then here, um, we want to execute the protocol function. Okay, so it should execute this one. Okay, so if I run my test, then what hopefully you should see is um, two scenarios being run concurrently. One scenario for the browser, which will execute all these steps. So it will um, open a page. It will go to this URL, input the login password, click the submit, and then it will just wait for the navigation. While that's happening, you should see 20 virtual users um, executing the protocol function for 30 seconds. Um, so maybe to make that easier, um, I believe it's K6 browser headless. I just need to check our documentation to check what the environment variables are. Um, running browser tests. Yeah, okay, so by default, if you don't provide the K6 browser headless environment variable, you wouldn't see the browser, but for this demo, we want to be able to see something. So we just need to set that to false and fingers crossed. Ha, the duration is unspecified. Okay, let me fix that quickly. Uh, maybe I can't use this executor without specifying the duration. Okay, so maybe I can say just one. Okay, let's see if this works. Ah, the duration. Okay, maybe I'll use a different um, executor. So one of the most common executor as well in K6 is called the shared iterations. Okay, thank goodness that worked. Is it clicking the go button? Maybe not. Okay, so there's some debugging that I need to do. But here you can see that while the browser has launched, you can see that the protocol is also doing something. So this should simulate that, um, that scenario where you have 
a lot of other users hitting the same protocol, but at the same time, what does the experience look like from a single user? So maybe we can have a look later. Error uncaught, waiting for navigation. Okay, so I don't think the selector was right, maybe. Input name, submit. I'll have to fix this. <laughs> but yeah, I think you see the um the the gist um as to how it can work. So there are some debugging issues that, that, that I need to do, but um hopefully the results output should give you a much more better view of what is happening. So apart from the typical HTTP request that you saw, we now have browser metrics as well. So you have um, the first contentful pane, first input delay, the time to first byte. Um, depending on what actions you're trying to simulate, you might not see all of Web Vitals. So for example, here you didn't see the cumulative layout shift because it didn't really cause any unexpected shifts um, on my screen. But at least this gives you an idea as to what the browser metrics are, as well as the HTTP metrics. And then you can then um, work with your team to decide how best to visualize this or how best to use um, these metrics that Kasix can track for you. Yeah, that's super cool. This was an amazing demo. Um, apart so, from this one. <laughs> I'm sorry? Yeah. Yeah, apart from the uncaught and promised the error. The locator, so please. That's, you, yeah. did, you did all of that live. It was amazing. And you just didn't get the right locator. It happens to us all, you know? Yeah. Um, do, is that how you recommend for us to use this tool is to have a um, some load testing combined yeah. with a uh, front-end performance test? Yeah. Um. So we have strong recommendations, um, mainly because... Um, if you try to do a browser-based load testing, so there is there is nothing that can stop you from launching ten or twenty browsers. Like it depends on how much memory your machine has. But let's say if you try to do browser-based load testing, and I know some companies um, they have products for that, they have tooling for that. But if you think about it, with browser-based load testing, even though you're simulating the real user experience, I think personally you don't get a massive benefit out of it because um, most of the bottlenecks really in terms of your requests, it happens on the backend. So if your backend can't handle a lot of users, no matter if it's one browser virtual user or 20 browser virtual user, they will experience the same thing. If you have um, browser-based load testing without protocol testing, then, yep, you'll be able to mimic the user journey much better. You'll be able to really simulate it as close to how your users are doing it. But then you have to decide, is it actually worth the cost because it's not cheap to run a lot of browsers and it's very resource intensive. So if you want to also cover both front end and back end, an option is to do this hybrid approach where you still get the benefits from both worlds, but, but at the same time, you're covering both front end and back end performance. 
Yeah, this was fantastic. I am, I'm not a low testing expert and I know a little bit about front end performance. So everything you showed here was like so valuable and I learned so much in the show. Thanks for sharing Thank all of this. Thank you Marie. so uh, much. That I means want... a lot coming from you. Oh, <laughs> uh, please. It's like, as you said, there's so much to learn. I mean, like tech yeah. moves faster and faster and there's so many tools, so many technologies and so many like techniques to learn that it's impossible yeah. to know everything. So it is, it, yeah. it, it's cool. It's cool to meet people like you that have such a vast knowledge that can share with us and make us a little bit better. Well, thank you for, uh, so much for the kind words, Nicolai. Yeah. Your contributions to the community have been immense as well. And yeah, like you said, we're just here to continuously learn. Um, and it's good to, yeah, just accept that it's impossible to learn everything. So there are areas as well that I don't know about, but other people know. And I just need to know who those people are so I can then yeah. connect with them and yeah, learn from them. Yeah, absolutely. It shows the power of teams, right? It's like, hey, yeah. you can if you bring the right people together, you can have a team that is capable of a lot. Definitely. <laughs> um, I had one last question about K6. How many yeah. virtual users can I have? Like if I'm oh. using a free open source solution. Um, so you can, so I remember when I first started at K6, one of my colleague actually said, so it's not the number of virtual users, but it was the total amount of requests that it was able to generate. And just from um, his machine, so this was our CTO, he managed to generate like 50 million requests um, I don't know exactly how many virtual users that was, but you could say it can handle quite a fair, uh, like a fairly significant amount of load. Um, so that was uh, the first thing I heard. I don't know if this was true, <laughs> but um, that was a thing that everyone said that, yeah, we, um, you know, we did a test on how many iterations it can handle, how many requests, and in just your own machine, you can try. I'm too scared to try uh, to try it locally on my on my machine, <laughs> but yeah, if if you are brave enough, I'm sure it will generate um, a lot of virtual users and a lot of um, requests because uh, I think K6, it, it's it's um, e e even though you saw on the demo that the tests are written in JavaScript, mm -hmm. it's actually written in Go, the application itself. Mm -hmm. So it's very performant. Um, it's extensible. It's uh, scalable. So it can handle um, a lot of yeah requests and users. Amazing. I'm I'm gonna test it. I'm gonna test it in PI. <laughs> Let me know. Like, yeah. I'm going to test it in GitHub Actions. Like you said, I don't want to test it on my machine, yeah. but yeah. I'm going to use your website to test. So, Oh my gosh, no. Because <laughs> I don't you know can, where else I can. Yeah. I can you are free to so use test.k6.io uh, cool. if you want. Because I think, yeah, we've, we've created that for, yeah, for our demo purposes. So yeah. you should be able to use that. Yeah, I would imagine you all have prepared that for <laughs> massive stress testing because it's your tool you know yeah yeah very cool uh marie where can people learn more about you and find more information uh, yep so i do have a personal blog so it's testing with marie.com you can find all my um social media connections there um my my 
my social network um, like platforms. Um, and if you want to know more about K6, so it's just k6.io slash docs. Um, and you can easily find the information that you want. Um, one last thing. So my friend and I, uh, hopefully it's okay to, uh, to mention it here, but my friend and I, we also started a live stream that we call Adobo and Avocados. So um, I'm from the Philippines, so adobo is our national dish, and av- avocados because we are both developer advocates. Um, so we wanted to have a platform to um, share stories on how women and other underrepresented members of the community got started in tech um, to hopefully inspire other people who you know, want to have a career in tech to see, uh, um, um, for us to share uh, different stories from different guests. So that's also added on my personal blog, testingwithmarie.com. So if you want to know more more information, it's all there. Beautiful. And that's on YouTube, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So definitely everybody, please go to Adobo and Avocados YouTube channel and follow Marie and follow Marie on um, Twitter and LinkedIn. Um, it'd be, she's, she's amazing. As you can tell. Thank you, Nikolai. This was really fun. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So it it was so much fun. I totally agree. I wish I, every, every guest that I have on, I'm like, I wish I could just spend hours with you and we could (laughs) keep talking like this, you know, like, isn't it the best, but, uh, you know, we have work to do as well, but thanks Marie so much for joining. It was really a pleasure. You taught me so much. I think this is like, one session where I learned more than any other session because I've so inexperienced in this area. So um, it was a pleasure having you. Thank you so much. And hopefully we cross paths during conferences or um, yeah, other events. But yeah, thank you so much, Nikolai. Yeah, absolutely. Bye, Marie. Have a wonderful Bye. day. Bye. Thank you. Hey, and thank you so much for tuning into the Test Automation Experience. If you enjoyed the show, Please don't forget to give the show a thumbs up, subscribe down below. And if you have any questions about what you saw, any comments, comment below. I respond to every single comment. And thanks so much for your time and see you next time.